Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Discovering Forestry podcast. This may seem a little strange for me doing the intro because usually we let Corey start it, but Corey has the night off. So, Corey, enjoy. Uh, we always enjoy having you on. I know how much I love talking to you. So, um, there's only one other guy in the whole wide world that I need to have on here with me that if Corey can't be here, um, I can't think of anybody else. So, um, I'm very fortunate to have got to, to know our guest tonight, um, Mr. Tom Deering with Deering Tree um, is our guest. Tom, welcome to the Discovering Forestry podcast. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you say that now, but I'll let you know, like I said, a half hour after our discussion, but um, we've, had a, we've had a good, uh, a lot of great opportunities about the the best parts of the tree care industry so i'm hoping that uh we get a chance to kind of talk about that you've been doing this for a long time uh, have you seen it you know the industry come and go change and metamorphosis from uh what it was to what it is today um so tom tell us you know tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners and why the tree business well, I got into the tree business. Um, basically, I sold my uh, black Harley Davidson and bought a horse to the chainsaw and was going to go live off the land in 1973. So 1973 <laughs> was the, the year when you decided this is what you're going to do. And um, I was bartending. I decided we were going to, I was going to heat my house with wood. So me and another guy went out to cut down a tree. Neither one of us have ever cut down a tree. It was well, a big tree. Sure. And through the grace of God, it leaned towards the woods. And that's where it fell when we cut it and it broke in half. Okay. So we cut it up and backed my trusty 64 Ford pickup truck up through the wood in the back. And I put a chain on the tree that was hanging up in another tree to pull it over. I put my dog in the truck for safety. I went to pull the tree over and the butt of the tree had stuck in the ground. And I ended up pulling the top over on my truck. <laughs> and the dog was fine. Yeah, me and the dog were fine. So that was my first tree. It's, you know, Tom, you, you say that. And I think everybody in the beginning of their, their um, career, even today, probably have risks. But I think, I think the risks back in 73 were probably greater than the risks that young foresters and young arborists take today. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. It, you know, my, the, the second tree I cut down was a dead tree in the St. Francis School parking lot. And it was all gravel. So there was, you know, it was a big oak tree. And um, I went in and asked them if they wanted that tree cut down. And the superintendent said, how much? And I thought, how much? Well, so I charged them 30 bucks. And uh, cut 30 the tree. Bucks? Yeah, 30 bucks. And cut the tree down. And the neighbor came over and said, will you cut a tree down for me? And I looked at it and it wouldn't quite fit. Uh, but I figured I could throw a ladder up there and just cut the top off and then cut the rest down. 
So and, this is actually your, your first paying job? Yes. Okay. And then I told him 75 bucks. And uh, he said, yeah, do it. So the next day I came back and did that tree. He gave me my 75 bucks and said, boy, the last guy wanted 250 bucks. <laughs> what a deal. So you kind of started uh, off kind of slow, like a lot of guys learning the business. Mm-hmm. Okay. I put an ad in the paper that said Tom Deere tree service. So is it yellow? Is is it is it still well now it's Deering. Is yeah. it Deering Tree Service or Deering Tree Care? Because you guys you guys take care of trees now up there too. It's not just removal. So I think it's interesting that you, in your humble beginnings, and again, you and I have had an opportunity to drive around quite a bit and um, philosophy about a lot. I, I wanted to tell a story to the listeners when one of the first outings that you and I did. So we're, it was that time that we were driving around and you wanted to cut through, uh, is it us, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Park? Probably. We pulled up to the guard shack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the listeners know uh, Tom's Deering, Deering Trees Service is up in by Traverse City, Michigan, uh, northwest lower peninsula. So there's a national park up there, Sleeping Bear Dunes National Park. It's gorgeous. So we were driving around looking at trees and Tom wanted to cut through. And we pulled up to the, the shack. And, you know, of course, Tom does not have a national park pass on his truck. So he, he rolls his window down and he goes to the, to the lady in the booth. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm just cutting through looking at some trees. And she looks down, kind of puts her nose out the window, looks down at the door. And it said, Deering Tree. And all I can remember is she had this sarcastic, snide, oh, you're a Deering. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm looking at Tom like, there's got to be more to it. And then she just made us made us drive on. That was one of my first times driving with you, Tom. And I still remember that like it was yesterday. Well, I didn't really want to give her 20 bucks to drive through the park. Well, I just think she knew you weren't going to give her 20 bucks. <laughs> and she pretty much let us drive right on through. So, Yeah, but we, was, work, we work for the park, too. So, um, so she knew. She knew, but um, so you know, you got into it, humble beginnings, low prices, equipment changed, and I said, I want to build up to the way that to way uh, Deering is right now. Uh, um, one of my one of my questions I wanted to ask you, Tom, is that we, Corey and I, we have a lot of um, Corey and I both have a lot of plant healthcare experience, and in in a previous podcast, we were like, when do you know it's time to pivot in the industry? And what I mean by pivot with you is that um, when did you decide that plant healthcare was part of a tree removal business? I got tired of employees okay. and I thought there's a better way. And I went to the Michigan Parks and Forestry Association meetings in, in, um, at Michigan State. Well, MFPA. Yes. Bear, I think it's still, I think it's still around. And um, 
they were talking about tree biology. And at that point in time, I couldn't even ask an intelligent question about, about tree biology. And I met a guy uh, named Bob Kelly that worked for West Michigan Tree Services there. Okay. And um, talked to him about learning how to do tree care. I couldn't get a license for my business because you have to have two years experience. So I signed a five-year contract to run West Michigan's division in Leonon Grand Traverse County. And I worked with a guy named Tom Jonio. I drove to Grand Rapids probably two days a month and worked about a 10 or 12 hour day with him to learn about fertilization, insects, disease. And uh, we were injecting a lot of birch trees for bronze birch borer with a product called Vibrant. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. I learned how to do that right. Jonio was a real safety nut, which was very good for me. And uh, he basically, um, him and I used to drive around and talk about trees, soil structure, God, and the government. <laughs> and uh, kind of like you and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And he gave me my start and I, I am very grateful for him. He's no longer with us, but uh, he gave me my start. And you know, it's I, interesting. Um, you bring up Tom Jonio. I was at the Great Lakes Trade Expo last week, a big trade show down here in Lansing Center. And I was talking to an old buddy of yours, uh, Vic Forrester. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of the, very few do people still remember Tom uh, Jonio, and he came up, and so did you, in the conversation. So it was it was really good, and I'm glad you had an opportunity to to mention him because he kind of was a pioneer in the early days of plant health care in Michigan for a lot of people. Yeah, he he told me that insects and diseases were secondary that uh, nobody looks hard enough at nutrition and soil structure. Which is a change in the industry now. So yeah. it's, there's a big push in soil science right now for arbor culture. How long ago back were you working with Tom? Um, 91 to probably um, 96. So early 90s, 2000s, almost 30 years before it caught up. So you probably, you, that means that you could have been um, looking at tree care from the ground up uh, before a lot of people even took that into consideration. More and more people are looking at the safer, realistic responsible approach to plant health care, which bases on soil health, which you started 30 mm -hmm. some years ago. When we got in the mulch business, my son, Jack, wanted to branch out and get in the mulch business. And, you know, we had all kinds of chips that we sold just chips. Okay. And um, so I started crunching numbers, did some reading and, you know, basically where trees 
just really seem like they're doing the best is in the forest. And if you want to know why they're doing really good there, bring a shovel. You know, because all, all the organic material is breaking down. And, you know, think about, uh, well, remember your podcast where you guys talked about if you look at a foot of soil and all the insects and, and microbes that live in that ground, you know, basically turning organic material into water-soluble minerals and nutrients. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so the best thing I thought we could do is get in the mulch business and try to sell our mulch to clients to put mulch around their trees instead of lawn. And it would help the soil structure for the root systems and the trees would just do better. Yeah. And, and 30, 30 years of experience. What is it? What, what was your answer now? My answer now, it's, um, it's absolutely the right thing to do for the earth. So without hurting your back, because we know it's a little tender, you got to give yourself <laughs> a pat on the back because it's tough. Uh, and I know uh, by experience to get people to change from what they've been doing to look at this as one big part of the soil food web, one big point, part of the big, bigger picture is taking care of that four to six inches of topsoil on the earth's surface that keeps you and I alive. Yeah. One, one of the things that um, when I was discussing this with my kids as they were starting to take over different parts of the business, you know, I figured it would take $250,000 to get a used grinder, a truck that would haul 40 yards of mulch, and a lo use loader. So I told him, you know, I had some money I could put in. I can mortgage my house again and um, we can get this started. And my kids are like, okay, we're going to do this, right, Dad? I said, yes. And I said, you know, it's another good step for the business. It's a lot of money, um, but it's absolutely the right thing to do for the earth. And my son looked at me and he goes, Dad, when you're spending a quarter of a million dollars, you can't be sounding like an old hippie now. <laughs> as an old hippie, you were right. Yeah. Oh, and my son Patrick runs that division now. And um, when I originally crunched numbers, I figured I would have a return on my investment in about seven years. Wow. Um, my son, Patrick, has a new grinder from the one we started with, and the truck that hauled 40 yards of mulch is now a chip truck, and I think he's running four semis all over the state. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah he's moving. So and, for the listeners, you have three sons. Yes. Uh, Pat, Jack, and Josh. Now, they're all involved with Deering Tree now. Were they always yeah. involved with the tree business with you? Yeah. Really? So there was, uh, they had no second chance. None of them left home and went to California and came back and said, Dad, you're right. Or they've always been in the tree business with you? Well, they very seldom say, Dad, you're right. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they always say Jack runs the forestry division. And right now he's running three mechanized crews uh, um, in woods. He's so who's more logging back where you, where you got your grassroots from? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Timber harvesting, I, logging, timber sales, all that fun stuff. Yep. He, he buys pieces of property, um, selectively harvests them. Sells them back, stuff puts them back on the market. Uh, okay, he's a major part of the business, you know. And and Josh, my oldest son, runs the trim and removal tree care part of the business. Yeah, I, I you know, like I said, of all your three boys, obviously I know Josh the best. But um, mm -hmm. it's kind of a good transition. So, not too long ago, you decided that it might be time to kind of semi-retire. And I say semi-retire because even though you're retired, you're still not sitting still. No. So how long has it been since you made the transition? Um, like I said, you started in 73, you worked hard, um, fought demons, got on the right side, worked hard, created a great company up in that part of Michigan. Um, always had your boys with you. Um, so then there's one day came up that it was time, you know what? I think I'm done. It's time to retire. Um, let's kind of talk about that transitioning from it being you to the boys. And how hard was that for you? Um, the hardest thing, it's harder now to keep my mouth shut. Um, <laughs> you're buying what for how much money on the other hand uh all three of them are doing a great job i'm very proud of all three of my sons but as, as far as me uh retiring um my dad told me when um actually called me the night before and sold his uh meat market to my cousin mike and wanted to know if i was sure i was in the tree business and not in the meat business and I told him and he said, well, I'm signing the contract with Mike tomorrow because you have two choices when you get old. You can either pass the reins off to someone while you can still hold them or you can just hang on to them until they get ripped out of your hands. And um, I thought, well, I'm going to pass the reins to my kids. Okay. I sold it to them in 2014. I was 64. So right about the right time, maybe slow down a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, and I did tree, I did tree care. You know, right now um, I got two guys helping me do tree care. Uh, one of them just graduated from um, Northern with a forestry degree. Okay. And the, the other one, Jake, um, he worked for an egg company and his job was to go out to uh, farmer's fields and do soil samples and build a fertilizer formula for that soil structure and that particular crop. So he's, he's got an excellent idea of, of how to do tree care and how to build fertilizers that's going to 
help the tree. You know, it, it's interesting in that you know when you when you say that, I think I'm I'm excited to see where your plant health care goes because I had an opportunity to meet two men, young men that are helping you out. Um, in ag, it's amazing that how sophisticated they are in in the way that they administer nutrition for soil for that specific crop. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to myself, you know, with talking to you and, you know, your mulch business, I'm still just amazed that you've been separating evergreen from hardwoods and the difference in the metabolic breakdown and the, 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 um, the NPK readings and how you have that analyzed. It's, 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 we have to get away from just the simple, the same fertility program for every plant that we talk, we, we come into contact with. So I think it's amazing. I think that um, your new guy, that's the fertility guy. I think if he really looks into it and one thing we never really, we don't really consider trees in an urban landscape, a crop. I think we, we've been kind of groomed to think of as different. Does that make sense? We just, I don't think we look at it as a crop and I don't think we understand the plant's requirements good enough before we would plant that specimen in a site. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, residential trees are um, more aesthetic for the, for the individual landscape. Um, you know, like in, in some areas, people want a green belt between their properties and they'll want some, bigger trees for shade. But um, when, when you look at, at trees in terms of timber, it, it's, a, it's a crop and, and you really need to take good care of both. Just in, you know, in terms of soil structure, you know, I hear people complaining about in the fall about raking their leaves and how much work it is. You know, and I tell them, I said, you know why God named those leaves? Because you're supposed to leave them because they <laughs> rebuild the soil. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna have to use that one more often. You know, I have a, I have a red maple in the backyard. And it, it, was, a, it was a choice that Laura and I decided um, because at that time, uh, the company she worked for had a nursery that was closing. And we got these trees for like 10, 20 bucks, just two-inch bald and burlap trees. And every year since then, when it sheds its leaves, I leave them. But what I do is I break them around the base of the tree, you know, about a six-foot mulch ring, and I leave them there over winter. And do you know that every time I go in the spring, those leaves are already gone and broken down into the mm-hmm. soil? And it's probably the healthiest tree on my in my, uh, my backyard. Mm-hmm. So... You're definitely on to something, Tom. And <laughs> I'm glad you have the opportunity to work with some young guys in the plant health care. I, I can't wait to see what great things you guys come up with and start doing. Um, so as we, as we wind down um, the podcast tonight, um, a couple pointers. Is there, you know, if you had 
you know, you're up in front of 300 arborists, you're, you're presenting. What's a couple big things that we can do better in arboriculture in your mind? My mind? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing that we can do is uh, take better care of the, of the soil structure around the tree. Um, I think that, uh, like everyone in agriculture is getting so much better at identifying insects. Yeah. You know, and the sooner you identify a problem or a potential problem, the easier it is to deal with. You know, it's, you know, Tom, I'm thinking about what you're saying and I think we, you know what, we don't talk about it much and you, you know, you're, you're dead on with the soil and to be good at plant health care, either as a forester or an urban forester, you do have to understand um, insects and disease and be able to identify. What about just, let's just wrap up. We only got a couple minutes left. Let's wrap up on abiotic disorders. The hardest thing for me is always to have the, to come to terms with there might just not, we might not know what's wrong with it. I agree. One thing that uh, Tom Jonio used to say, if people weren't out in their yards, killing their trees because they loved them, we wouldn't even have a job. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, why did you make the driveway there? You know, over all these roots of this, you know, 36 inch DBH oak tree. Yeah, that are, you have enough problems on their own, but then you went ahead and did that. Um, That's great advice. And I know that we'll always have a job and there's always going to be issues and mm-hmm. um, there's always going to be a spot for great guys like yourself and, and myself being out there taking care of the world. And there's not a better industry where we truly do take care of the planet. Um, even if it is just hugging them one tree at a time. So Tom, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with us. I, I truly do enjoy the conversations that you and I have. And um, I've learned a lot from you through the years. So I can't thank you enough. Hey, always good to talk with you, Joe. And I as well have learned a lot from you. Any of our listeners want to get hold of you? Um, we'll have Kara reach out and get, get your uh, email so we can get them out there. Uh, so our listeners can follow up if they have some questions for you, if you're okay with that. Oh, I'm good with it. So from the from the desk of Discovering Forestry, uh, thanks again, Mr. Tom Deering from Deering Tree Service. Thanks, Tom. You no know, problem. Hey, great topic today. Yes, and lots of good information. Yeah, probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing Signing out. out.